Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the final year assembly. It's time for the awards and the final grades. Hello and welcome to the most prestigious show of the year. We are back in assembly and we are looking at the grades from the year and giving out all the awards that most of the drivers deserve. Um, we'll be looking through all the grades first of all um, and then we'll be looking at the awards for such things like driver of the season, villain, uh, surprise good and bad, race of the season, moment of the season, um, most improved which we didn't put up on our socials because we've only just thought of it, um, and performance over a race weekend along with the best livery. Russell, again, you join me here today on a cold, chilly morning in December. Well, I, say, I say cold and chilly, you are in shorts. The, of course. Uh, is, of course, the, well, now ex posties way. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, we did do an award at the last minute, but to quote the great man, Carl Pilkington, you don't get anything done by planning, and I think <laughs> that he's probably spot on. Uh, as you say, yeah, we've got nine awards to give out after the driver grades, and then if there's time, we'll do a quick news roundup because um, there's been a few bits and tidbits going on. However, we might say that for a later pod, depending on how long we ramble about the awards. Yeah, we're known for rambling, probably, aren't we? Indeed. Yes, I, I noticed you didn't get the memo about the tuxedo. No, no, sorry. I can go and get a dicky bow if you want me to. I would keep your dicky bows yourself. <laughs> uh, right then, shall we look? straight into the driver grades from the year obviously we in our mid-season review we gave them a mid-season grade um we sort of like worked from that mid-season grade looked at the second half of the season and made our judgments off of that really um but i think we should get straight into it a little bit of housekeeping before we begin uh we are only giving grades to people that have contested seven races or more yeah, I believe so. Seven rounds or more. Yep. Uh, so Andy Neat is a non-contested uh, or non-class, as are standing drivers like Rivette and Halstead and Hawkins, uh, as you can't really get them a proper grade over uh, a single race. Uh, and we did start to give grades out in the season review, but ultimately decided not to carry on because it was going too long as it was. So we yep. will sort of there'll be a small piece of duplication in the start, and then we'll um, be able to gone to the grade you wouldn't have heard last time out so should we start at the top of my roster and make it easy to go through team yep. by team go on then. uh turkington kicks us off a challenger but not really to the title this season um beaten comprehensively by sutton in the end he did take second in the championship by three points but i mean honestly you could have chucked a, a ring at any of the drivers on the last day to who was going to take second yep Ultimately, no troubling of first position at all. How have you rated Turkton's season? Yeah, it's not what he was looking looking for. Um, not as punchy as he probably needed to be. Um, and as long as he comes back next season, I think he understands that he's going to need to take more of a fight to Sutton, if Sutton stays. Indeed, I think Turkton is confirmed for next season. You would say he had a few car problems throughout the year. You're looking at Brands and Alton Park as two particularly big blips in his calendar um, Thruxton as well to a degree the first Thruxton anyway and then the rest of the season was your typical Colin consistency but when you're up against a driver like Ash Sutton you need to be a bit more than just typical um, and as such we're giving him a B I mean, obviously he did take wins throughout the year it'd be unfair to say it was a completely pointless season for him you know, he did take uh, four wins and a, you know, a group of podiums as well so not a bad performance by him but 
you know, ultimately wasn't good enough. Uh, he was by far though, the leading light of the BMW team. Uh, moving on to his teammate Oliphant, a really difficult season for Oliphant on the whole. Just if it wasn't bad luck, it was problems with the car. If it wasn't problems with the car, it was bad luck. And if it was neither of those, it was just for me lack of racecraft. Yeah, he he probably disappointed himself this season. Um, some of the scrapes, obviously, you can't help getting into. Obviously, that really big one at Orton Park wasn't really his fault, having got collected after a little tangle with um, Plato. But wherever luck fell, it was always on his bad side this season. I, and I don't remember a time, apart from probably that win that he took at Brands early yeah. in the season, <clears throat> that is the only time where he's had that little bit of luck and that good amount of pace. The rest uh, of the season Second time felt with Ruxton. Took two thirds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just lackluster this season. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem. Is he only takes one win, no seconds, um, and only three other podiums or thirds. And you just look. He never really got a run together. And we'll compare that to Jelly in a moment. But he never really got a point scoring run together. That you know, you put five races on, then he gets a sixteenth, then there's a couple more races, and it's you know out the out the points. And it just seemed whenever he was out the points, he really struggled to get back into them. Which I don't think you can yep. say the same necessarily for Jelly or Turkington to the same degree. Um, yeah, Turkey had his real difficult weekend at Brands Hatch Indy where the, the, there was clearly something wrong with the car, clearly. Yep. Um, but you saw in, I mean, take Brands Hatch GP for Jelly, who we'll get to, comes to 24th to 9th. You never saw that sort of surge from no. Oliphant this year. and I, He's not going to be back in the series next year. He's confirmed he's taken at least one year sabbatical to go to Australia uh, to support his uh, fiance of a half yep. partner. Fiance. fiance. They got engaged during the season. Very good. Uh, so we're not going to see him back next year. So there is a space at WSR because they have confirmed they have got three TBO licenses for next year. Yep. Um, I think only Turkton is confirmed at this stage. So we'll have to see who the other two are. But it won't be Oliphant. But one man it might be. It could be Jelly, couldn't it? It's Jelly. Who, well, Oliphant we're going to see too. So I should probably... Yes, sorry. Yeah, the whole point of this is we give the grades. <laughs> so let's do that. Uh, for Jelly, B-. minus. I think Jelly really did impress this season. You know, he didn't take a win which is perhaps the only blot on his copybook, but you look at the consistency he put together um, yeah. and took a couple of podiums along the way. How has he performed for you this season? Um, he surprised me this season. So despite like the two non-finishes that he had at the final round, one which he wasn't fo- as at fault for, it was an sort of like issue with the car, and then he got taken out in race three, I believe. He had a really good, strong middle to end of the season, had two retirements in the early stages, but the consistency to score points at most... 18 races in a row he scored wow. points. That is a heck of an achievement. In the touring cars, Yeah, that is a heck of an achievement. And he scored points at each round of the season. Yeah, I mean, the only person I think who's got a better run, well, I think, was Sutton, although I can't quite count that quickly. <laughs> uh, I think it might have been Sutton. Uh, I'll confirm it later on. But just an incredible run of points um, scored by Jenny this season Some, something that we haven't been used to seeing from him um, and I think him being back in that 3 series with that almost comfort of being with WSR was just enough for him to go yeah I feel comfortable in this team and it's a nice familiar surrounding for him which I think helped him flourish I've just um, added up Sutton's he's equalled wow. with 18 on the bounce nice. so yeah Pretty, it's a really good achievement. I mean, there'll be somebody who does numbers better than me who can point somebody else who's got a longer point scoring record. But to, <laughs> to match a point scoring record set by the eventual champion, yeah, 
It's, it's what you need, really. And it's just good weekends. That's the thing. There's just been a load of good... We- you look at, for example, uh, Knock Hill for Jelly. That's a good weekend. 11th, 9th, 3rd. Constant progress throughout the grid. Or oh, part of the week before, 5th, 7th and a 2nd. Really good, solid weekends mm. for him. And... You know, he didn't do a jelly at any point. I, I kind of felt when he didn't score points, it was the car, or it was he'd been shedded, or you know, there was, you know, reasons as to why rather than it was jelly being jelly. Yeah, I, I think a B minus. He'll he'll be very happy with this season. Um, yeah, a real strong case to be back next year. Uh, moving on to Laser Tools, who were, of course, the eventual winners of the teams, independence, everything, everything, other <laughs> manufacturers, and the <laughs> Wingfoot Award, uh, and the Jack Sears, obviously. Uh, Moffat, we'll start with Moffat, one of the three. A good, solid season, if perhaps a little... Well, I don't know. I might have expected... <laughs> well, you were expecting more. Yeah. I think he's done more than I was expecting. Yeah, he's had a really good season, a good run of points, but it just feels whenever he's getting that that little run going, something happens. And then he comes back and does really well, and then something happens. Um yeah, I think he's finally getting to grips with the rear-wheel drive car now. Um, be interested to see if they keep it into the hybrid era. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good season, one win and three other podiums is a decent return. Highlight weekend has to be Croft. Yep. Where he finished all three races in the top six, taking a win and pole position. Um, that was a, a real weekend where I felt like he'd been listening to me. <laughs> well, it was also a weekend we had to do well because obviously King of Croft, Colin Turkton, looking to get back yep. into the title fight. You know, he outscored Turkton in two of the three races, which was, I mean, I don't think it was pivotal to certain success, but it, no. it, it helps. It really does help, especially when your teammate's there, just nicking those points off of those other drivers around you or holding them back to make sure they don't make as much progress, that is really where you can benefit in a title fight. And then he had a really nice run for a couple of races, then it just sort of went a bit sour to begin with at Donington, but fought back to get a podium. So, yeah, the, the signs are there. I think there's another level or two for him to move up, but I think he's put himself in a good position to do so. Yeah, he has surprised me this season. Um, and overall, we've given him a B. Indeed. Uh, we'll save Sutton for, for the last of this trio because it's fairly obvious. Yep. It's quite funny how that spells out. It spells out bad. That's giving away the game. The magic's <laughs> been lost. Uh, Bordley. Yeah, I was disappointed from being brutally honest mm. in a car that, again, he's had a really good car underneath him, yep. like he had last year in the um, Golden BMW 1 Series. And did he get the best out of it? I'm not convinced that he did. Some good points scored. 29 points scored in the Championship is always good. Don't get me wrong. Scored scored his best race finish in yep. touring cars this season. However, didn't do it consistently enough in sort of like those lower end of the points in sort of like ten to fifteen where we would hope for him to have been. He got eighteen points in twenty twenty, so it is a it's an improvement. Yep. Albeit a marginal one. And just instant followed him, sometimes broadly made, sometimes caught up. I just Yeah. And towards the end of the year, he really seemed to fall off a cliff. In the end, as well, he was a significant way off in third in Jack Sears' trophy. Yeah. Um, Some way off of Osborne in second. Obviously, take Robottom out of the equation, we were almost guaranteed to see him win that. But to be so far off Osborne, who for most of the season, they were sort of like battling each other, swapping places in the Jack Sears, to end up that far off is not great. I mean, I'm not good at maths, but what, 80 points-ish? Yeah, it's a hefty margin. It's a long way back. Yep. 
Uh, so we've given it broadly a D overall, just because we expected the Jacks here to be close between him and Osborne, as you say, take Robot and was red. And ultimately, Osborne won quite convincingly at that battle throughout yep. the season in potentially an inferior car, yep. depending on which way you look at it. Uh, and then Ash Sutton, I mean, what can you say? Biggest points margin since we started watching the sport seriously back in 2005. Um, 50, how many points? 51, 51 points clear total, at the top. Yeah. That's a whole race weekend, effectively. Yeah, nearly. Near enough. Um an A star for the season. He he has been the standout driver, and he's changed the way he's driven this season to make sure that he was able to bring home the title. And then in that final race where he was just let loose, we saw the old Ash that he'd been holding back for so long. Only one retirement or non-points finish scored all year. Uh, five race wins. That was down where we were watching at Alton Park, wasn't it? It was indeed. That broken wheel. Yep. And also, of course, at Alton Park, we can he got taken off in turn one and was the only along with. Turkton and Ingram and was the only one of the three to fight back and actually score points in that race um, yeah. obviously helped slightly by Jason Player who decided that him he wanted to rearrange Oliphant's bumper for him um, <laughs> and the, the resultant safety car but or red flag actually but yeah, yeah I mean you can't knock the talent he's got you just wonder how many more is he going to win how he's still young how many more seasons does he want to stay in this? Does he want to go anywhere further? I, I I think the question you ask first is, does he want to stay for another season to go on to that fourth and then possibly fifth? Yeah. Could, but I think he has to because I think there's a real chance of domination here. Yeah. For me, he's by far and away the best racer on the grid. All-round package. Yeah. I, think, I think there's elements where other drivers are close or perhaps better. But as an all-round package... I, there's not a better driver in the touring cars. I think if he is going to be dominant, he really needs to make a good decision this winter for what car he's going to be in for the new hybrid era, though. See it WSR available. Yeah, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Him and Plato might form a new alliance. Um, yeah, I do wonder. that There's lots of rumours that he's not staying at Laser Tools next mm. year. He's moving up the Infinity. I don't know where he'd move. BTC have got four licenses. He's good friends of Cook. Is they've been teammates before. Potentially an inferior car. Would he want to swap rear wheel drive for front wheel drive? I'm not convinced he would. No, no, nor am I. Possibly a place at Sicily. Well, there is a place at Sicily. Yep. That could possibly work. Yeah. I just think he'd be mad to drop the Infinity. I, I, I think he'd be mad. I know it's not all in your control. But no, not at all. If this, you know, we know Moffat's got two licenses next year under Ada Moffat Racing. It'd be bonkers if he stays in the Infinity and Sutton doesn't. Yeah. It would. But in terms of this season, absolute dominant, superb driver, had us out of our seats on multiple occasions, A-star, superb. Who's next then? Who have we got? Yeah, we better pick up the pace a little bit on this. Uh, yep. Right, next up we have, uh, who should we go for next? We'll go for Shedden and Robottom at Dynamics. Uh, quite simply for Shedden, a year, a mixed bag. <laughs> Very mixed bag. At times brilliant, at times horrendous. Yep. Uh, sometimes Shedden of old of... If you're in the way, I'll move you out of said way. Um, I am the way. Gent gently, with a few nudges to get past. The Brands Hatch Indie Weekend with the uh, instance with Jelly and in race one as well. He got mm. a little bit too shirty for me. I think it calmed down as the season went on um, and ultimately picked up his 50th win in the touring cars, which is always a, a good achievement. Yeah, and coming back in after a couple, couple or three years out um, to have finished what sixth in the championship is um, something that I think he will be pleased about but 
I, I know that there's more there that could have been, especially with the results that Robottom had compared to him. Yeah, moving on to Ro- uh, B minus for Shannon. Moving on to Robottom, Jack Sears winner, uh, silencer of critics. We've gone for a B overall. Um, a good season, good wins, dominated the Jack Sears. Uh, was a good ally for Gordon Shedden. Ultimately finished ninth behind Butcher Moffat, which he might be slightly disappointed about. Yeah, a few weekends where it just didn't really go for him. Uh, so a run of four in the middle of the season there, where he had yeah. t- a couple of non-classifieds and um, outside the point outside finishes. the points. Yeah. yeah, but when he was in the mix, he was racy. I thought the first half of the season was probably better than the second half of the season, but that yeah that, that can happen as everybody else gets to know their car better and whatnot. Yep. But I thought he came back really strongly. He written off for a wheel even turned. Some um, of his qualifying pace this season was excellent as well. Yeah. yeah. He was a really good racer as well. He wasn't yeah. easy to pass and he uh, raced well as well. So that's a B for Robottom. Hope to see him back next year actually because I think I'll be interested to see how he can mm. kick on. Definitely. Proctor next to BTC. Missed the first round. Effectively missed the second round because the car was in trouble and, and uh, it was his sort of first time out in it. Didn't score a point that weekend at Snetterton, and then his fortunes completely changed. Yeah, and he's he's been almost outstanding for the rest of the season. A race win and far, four of the podiums to follow. Five, five of podiums to follow. Sorry, yep. Which took him two hundred six points overall. Tenth in the standings, which is pretty impressive given the the start of the season we had. Uh, only one, ret- two retirements throughout the year of um, as well, which is you know, good for like. Uh, reliability even not liability <laughs> uh, a good really nice run of point scoring between Brands Hatch and Silverstone I also think after the sort of like one win and four podiums in nine races after Thruxton we were looking at this going what if he'd been here properly for the first two rounds could he have been in the title fight yeah I which is astonishing for a driver that comes in late to the championship yeah I, I, you know, obviously in the end Cook has beaten him by nearly near enough 100 points overall but yeah. Use, it's Cook's team he's used to the car used to it all I don't think Proctor disgraced himself at all this season not at um, all and I'll be hoping to see he's back next year we've gone for a B this season for him uh, Cook speaking of Cook also gone for a B he I, loves Thruxton doesn't he he does and I think that <laughs> at the point at the risk of being you know the risk of being my usual anti-Cook agenda that you, know, I mean, you seem to think I have he took third overall but at Brands Hatch that's where he secured it he was nowhere near third no he wasn't going into Brands Hatch yes he did what he had to do and fair play just again get that consistency running you can't have first and the first and the 20th of Thruxton albeit the rain and then go to Snetterton and um, you know underperform and then you get Ma- match the amount of wins that Sutton had this season though yeah but I know three of those were at Thruxton but <laughs> yeah three at Thruxton yeah, you, you just want to see more consistency from him, don't you? Yeah, and then you get the silly disqualification he gets at Silverstone because of the foolish attempt to overtake yep. and damage the ride height. And that's, unfortunately, I think, just the thing that stops him from progressing further up the championship. So we've given him a B. And then finally, Edwards, debut season for her, a D+. Plus. The pace was there at times, the pace wasn't at other times. Managed to score a point. Scored a point, which is always good. Raced well at times, raced badly at times. Yeah, I mean, some of the performances, sort of like where she was running with, I think, Taylor Smith and Turkington at one point at Brands, we were like, okay, she, she's got some metal about her. And then other times, we're like, she's hanging off the back of the pack, and we're like, well, where's all the pace gone? Yeah, had a had usual rubs of Andy Neat throughout the year, as is tradition. Uh, and then As did a couple of other people. And then fired, tried to fire Shedden into a wall at Silverstone, which <laughs> you know, I'm sure many drivers have had that, that, that yep. dream, but... Yeah, yeah, 
a decent start. Hope she's back next year um, to build on this. Say so a decent start. Just hopefully can pick up the pace a little bit in 2022 if she remains on the grid. Uh, okay, let's do MB Motorsport. Where at all? Motor group. Everybody under one roof. Yep. We we'll start with Jake Hill. Supreme season for him. B overall. Took his first, not his first win, but took a win. Um, and took a fair two wins this season, wasn't it, for Hill? I, I think he started the season with intent, scoring those opening three podiums at Thruxton. Went away from there, leading the championship. And we, we were questioning how in the title fight it was going to be. And surprisingly, he was there pretty much all the way till the final round at Brands. Two wins, seven podiums. Yeah, a really good effort by Hill this season. Yep. Um, and really good racing. Although there are still a few times where you see the, the Hill of old come to the fore, which... Yep. I think is only natural as he continues to develop. Um, hope he's back next year, of course. Ollie Jackson, slightly underwhelming. He had a really good 2020, and we really thought he'd, uh, he clicked in the touring cars. He's been here f- forever, without yeah. realising he's been here forever. We thought he was going to kick on this season, didn't we? Um, yeah, um, being in a car that he knew, in sort of a team that he knew as well, Yeah, he would then go on to bigger, better things, like Hill has yeah. done this season, even though he's been in a new car. Um, it was just very underwhelming, and the, some of the pace at some weekends was just non-existent. Yeah, one one podium, less points than last year by half. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, um, yeah, underwhelming is the word I'd use. Some bad luck along the way, but too many retirements, too many non-points finishes, um, and completely outshone by his teammate, unfortunately for Ollie, um, which is a shame because I really thought he turned the corner last yeah, year. Same. Uh, Osborne, we've given him a C. Uh, di- you know, dominated broadly in the end in the Jack Sears. Had some good uh, finishes as well throughout the season. Scored points, which is always important. Caught up in some instances, though. A yeah. couple of those were down to Smiley. But... And it's a really interesting thing how the Jack Sears works is that he actually scored you know, less points, 13 less points than um, Bordley in mm-hmm. full point scoring mode in the actual full championship but absolutely dominated him in the Jack Sears which is a real quirk of how it works I think that there is shoots for, for Osborne, you look at some of his finishes he's not far off the points No, he, not he, at he's at the sharper end of the grid or the point scoring position sorry and only one retirement all season Yeah, which is, the, is really good which I believe was the and it was yep. the, the smiley the incident. smiley happened Yes, um, which we'll have to get on a t-shirt yeah we do and then smiley <laughs> happened. Uh, but yeah he had a re- a decent season in a new car for him as well. I think he what he needs now, if he's going to be back in next year, is to stay at the same team. He's now had three seasons, three cars, a little bit of consistency, that little bit of you know knowing where the kettle is, that kind of stuff, can really help a driver. I think push on. Yeah. I think that yeah, there's, there's a chance here for him to to really move on next year and possibly win the Jack Sears Trophy. Uh, Andy Neat, we're not contesting as he only did six rounds, so it's unclear yes. really how to get a good picture of him and that helps us very nichely avoid the Andy Neat problems that will no doubt be caused. Uh, moving on to Toyota, Butcher we've given a B minus two. Could have been better is my overall feeling that the car was good enough to win the champion well, no, let's not get silly. The car was good enough to compete for the championship yep. and ultimately he was a long way off, normally caused by his aggressive style of driving. Yeah, if I think if he goes into every weekend like he did at Silverstone this year, he would be well into a title fight yep. um, because the pace that he showed there was outstanding, taking a double win and then a 13th. Um, followed that up at the next round with two podiums as well. Um, but he ended up scoring less points than he did last year 
in a, yeah. in a you know in a car that's on paper better. New to him though. New to him. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. A little but, bit of adjustment there, which is the same that Ingram would have faced this year as well. Because he's going to a well-established team um, that will have some a lot of the data on the car. It's you know it's a new car, but it's not a brand new car for the team to run. I just think that overall, if he just you know. <sighs> drove a little bit more conservatively at times we'd have seen a a closer battle for him being close to the top of the championship but ultimately it's got to be a B minus and we'll see how he can perform next season if he is back with Toyota Racing I would expect him to be you'd have thought so yeah but anything's possible uh, Sam Smelt was his teammate for the year uh he has been in the touring cars before, but not for a long while. At times his pace was really good. At times his pace was really bad. Yep. C minus C for, you know, I suppose a consistency to a degree of just being there or thereabouts, but not really close enough to cause any major excitement. Did score points, you know, five points overall. Some good weekends pace wise. I I remember his pace was really quite good at Alton Park. He just didn't get the results that yeah. warranted that pace. Um, so yeah, I I think we need to see more more finishing pace from him rather than just these flits of yep. of really good pace. Race weekend pace rather than yes, one lap pace. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh okay, let's do do the Hyundai four car machine. Uh Ingram we've given a B minus two. Uh, I, I the still... car hates the weight. That's what yes. you're about to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, also... the car hates the weight and <clears throat> it was again an adjustment season for him. And I think he will be pleased with how far into the title battle he was, although he scored less points than last season. Yeah, and one less win as well. Yeah, uh, no, it's no title win. Sorry. Um, yeah, I I still think if Ingram had stayed in the Toyota, he'd been closer. Mm. But it's a hell of an effort to get that car in its second season this far up um, and close-ish to. I mean, he's only th- six points off seconds, which you know. You look at some of the luck he's had over the year. Finished every race, um, only three that he didn't score in as well. And even one of those, he had fastest lap. Yeah. So we, we know that the pace is there, and we saw that the pace was there at the second race at Donington. He's just got to find a way, or his team have got to find a way to yep. handle the extra pasties that get put on board when, uh, <laughs> when he is doing well. Uh, moving on to Parfit, his debut season in the, te- in the sport, let alone the team. Yep. Didn't disgrace himself, didn't overly exude himself either so I'm going to go for a C minus it was a decent year it was nice to have him around um, yeah. sort of like towards the end of the season when we saw the uh, driver parades when they took the little um, sort of like open top bus around the circuit he was always the one getting the crowd up and going and having those events after a meeting and I think he's really good for the team and oh, yeah. for touring cars absolutely but not quite had the pace to challenge but improved throughout the season that's all yes. you can really ask for really yep uh, it's a C minus for him. Boutel, a C. I, I've said before, and I say it again, I really like Boutel as a racer. I think there's a lot of mm. good stuff there. I just think he needs to, again, stay at a team with a car, develop it, get used to it. It's only second season in the sport. Yep. Obviously, gone from a Mercedes um, hatchback to this sort of coupe style mm. of Hyundai. Yeah, st- st- if you can, stick at a team, work it out, see where you go next year, challenge the Jack Sears a bit more. Yep. And then finally, Smiley. C+. Plus. It was a decent season, if not spectacular. He was always there, but you kind of forgot he was until yeah. he was involved in instances. 
Um, not really close to the top running of the pace. Didn't score a podium this year like he did the year before. But good results, good strings of results throughout the season. Put them together quite nicely. And was always sort of that mid, sort of 7th to 15th kind of area running, wasn't he? Yeah, if you can tidy up some of the uh, non-finishes and retirements through sometimes incidents of his own and incidents of other people, then I think he would have finished um, a little bit higher up in the championship. I think he'll be disappointed with 15th overall. Although he has, it's fair to point out, he has beaten Oliphant, Goff, Jackson and Chilton, which you wouldn't necessarily have thought he would have done. Anyone could beat Chilton this season. Well, (laughs) Tennis Swift didn't. But yeah, those those four names. Yeah, would he be expected to beat those four names at the start of the year? Possibly not. Mm, yeah, we put it into context. It's, yeah. it's a decent year, which is why he's only got a C, a C plus. Decent year, not spectacular. Uh, let's go on to the hard quartet. Uh, we're going to go Hamilton first. We've said anything about Hamilton? I think in the in the season review, just off the pace too much. I think this year it's a D. Didn't really look close to scoring any points, unfortunately for him. Um, Apart from the brands, uh, the fraction in the wet where he came 17, which was the season best for him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great livery. Great to have around the paddock. Yep. Just, I don't think this was a particularly strong season for him in a new no. car. Uh, Goff. Goff, 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 Goff. It started so well. It went so well. A podium, which might seem harsh when we're going to give him a C minus, but a podium. But then from the second half of the year, the thing just dropped off a cliff in terms of performance and in terms of The lack of point-scoring finishes, and most of those point-scoring finishes are only like 15th, 14th yeah. in the second half of the season. It's just not where we expect him to be. And I don't think it's where he would have expected to be in the second half of the season. No, not going on how well the, the car came out of the box to begin with. I'd agree with you. you know, it's uh, started well with decent points finishes and then... You know, went off a cliff at Alton Park on was really um, obviously he's back next year it was a sec- uh, in many ways many ways sorry this was a development season for the car yes to take a podium in that development season is an impressive feat um, I just kind of got the impression he was frustrated in the car at points because some of the re- the driving seemed to reflect frustrations mm. um, and I think that he is a very good driver I just think he needs to get a bit more out of the car next year uh, Getty we're not doing four because he only raced three rounds uh, Aaron Taylor-Smith, we've given a C2, back in the championship, decent performance overall, um, finishing 20th with 33 points, uh, whilst you know he didn't score the same level of points as Goff, there was more of a consistency to him, he was always across a, or mainly across a range you'd expect him mm-hmm. to be, which is why he's got this C uh, and not a C-. Uh, At points he was also able to battle with top class drivers I remember him having a couple of battles with Turkins yeah. and, and keeping him behind yeah. Yeah. Um, so we know that that pace is there and he's won races in, in the series before so I think next season as he has already been confirmed he'll be looking to kick on as well absolutely uh, Mitchell his teammate did complete seven rounds uh, so we are giving him a D plus look what can you expect from a guy that's never raced in this series before who's not got a great deal of racing history behind him he's still fairly new into his racing career you say that wasn't he the one that beat Norris in the Ginettas well just saying yeah. but yes first first time back in or into the championship um, at times he was sort of like able to keep pace with Goff and Taylor but not as often as we would probably have wanted um, yeah if he comes back next season I, don't think I think he, does. I think he will, would improve I don't think he does okay 
I think Hard got too many drivers on the roster. Hard have got so many drivers on their roster. And has he done enough to justify a seat next year? Yeah. I don't think so. Hard only have three licenses as well for next season. Mm. Although they might be able to run one off somebody else's. But as yep. it stands, they only have three licenses for next season. Yep. And we know that Smith and Goff have two of them. Yes. So, yep. well, presumably, anyway. Well. I mean, they are back and they are signed at Hard, so you'd assume they're on the Hard licenses. Yeah, you would assume so. Um, Although one of those hard cards was run un- under the Bordley license this yeah. season just gone. So, so we'll see we're not sure how it's all going to shake out with that. No. Uh, but yeah, a D for Mitchell. We'll see. A D plus for Mitchell. And we'll see how he goes uh, if he comes back next year. Right, four more to get through. We'll rattle through as quickly as we can get on to the awards. Chilton is a D plus. I mean, apart from the last weekend, did, did he appear in the championship? It, it, it was painful at times. He claimed it was painful it. to see how... Yeah off the pace especially of his teammate Morgan how off the pace of him he was I'd agree um, for Morgan is a C plus the year started really well but the end the season didn't finish so well but 13th overall took oh, two wins two wins in the car I think a C plus might be slightly harsh but I don't think he did enough for a B either um, no I think finishing outside the top 10 when we're used to seeing him up there finishing sort of like just behind that top group it'll be a season that he's slightly disappointed with I'd be inclined to agree. Uh, and then finally, the two PMR drivers, Plato, we've given a C to. Every time he Chalk had a, and cheese, these two. Yeah, every time he had a chance to do something, he didn't. Every time he didn't have a chance to do something, he did. Yep. So that was quite interesting. But for me, completely outshone by his teammate Lloyd this year. We've given a B plus two. The only thing missing off Lloyd's CV for this year was a win. But I mean, he's beaten Plato in the standings. He's 11th overall. A couple of podiums, four in fact, throughout the season. Looked really as the second half of the season looked really strong and was qualifying well and raced well for a driver that it was coming back from a little time away from the sport as well to go into a team that we thought would be the slowest on the grid, yeah, and to perform that well, it's it's really good. Absolutely, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, B plus for him. Right, should we get on to some Schools awards? Goals out. Let's go to the awards. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please return to your seats because it's time for the BTCP Awards. That was a a little cringy. We we couldn't afford an actual trumpet here. Right, the first award of the year then is the Surprise Good of the Year Awards. Every weekend we've done Surprise Goods, um, but actually we're doing one for the whole season. And the nominations are Dan Lloyd, Jake Hill and Senna Proctor. Sam, would you like to please announce the winner of the surprise good of the season? And the winner for surprise good of the season is Jake Hill. Yep, a very good season for Jake, who's gone up another level. He keeps improving year in, year out. And I think whilst we're expecting a strongish season for Hill, we were not expecting him to take two race wins and to uh, be a championship contender for the season. I was going to say, effectively in the title fight to the last round of Brands. Yeah, which we, um, we didn't expect. No, and I, I'm not sure he probably expected that going into the season. Um, but obviously that highlight of the treble podium in the opening round um, set him off on the good way. Lord is very close as a contender for this for me, but yep. yeah, I think he'll just edge him over the season. Uh, moving on to our next one then. Surprise bad of the season. Um, so the driver that has maybe under underperformed been unlucky maybe just yeah surprised by how yeah how poor they've been 
you know, how results haven't necessarily reflected where we'd expect them to be. It's a nice, yeah. nice way of putting it. Yeah, so um, the nominations for this were Tom Chilton, um, Tom Oliphant, and Jason Plato. Yeah, I think Plato gets half a miss because it's the front-wheel drive car, an old car. Yeah. Yeah, so give him a little bit of a pass. Um, but I've, I think the winner of this award um, was Tom Oliphant, uh, just because he had the background in the team. I know Plato had as well, but he'd had a year out. Oliphant had you know, had a year in this car, and a good year in this car in 2020, and hadn't really built on it this year. And you kind of give Tom and Plato, sorry, Tom Chilton and Plato a slight pass because for Chilton, it's a brand new car and his first real drive car. For Plato, it's an old car, which he seems to hate, as he yep. seems to say that every weekend. And Oliphant, I can't really think of an excuse for him. So, well, Despite taking a win this season, um, Oliphant's been so unlucky with that car. And it's a season where we thought he would kick on to bigger and better things. Yeah, I don't think it's too far to say we wondered how far he could push Turkton in terms of a title challenge. And in the end, that just didn't happen at all. Nope. Okay, our next award then is Livery of the Season. Uh, and the three nominations are the Rocket Cupra, the Wearer Tools uh, Ford, or the MB Motorsport Powered by Blue Square, Liquid Molly, whatever else it was, Ford. <laughs> yeah, we liked the Fords this season, didn't we? Um, they're all, all strong contenders. Um, we narrowed it down to two, and it actually came down to a coin toss between Wearer Tools and MB Motorsport, with the winner coming out as Wearer Tools, that black and green machine. I really like it. I, the MB Motorsport one is nice. I like the, the, the nod to Blundell's Racing and mm. the Mon stuff, but I really like the green and black. Yep. I thought the colours worked really well. It was a different style and it looked really mean. The front looked mm. so aggressive and mean, which I really quite liked. So, yeah, Wearer Tools is the winner of the Best Livery Award. Moving on to Villain of the Season, um, probably the one that people least want to win here. Um, however, we do have three contenders. You say that, I think they want to win the Wingfoot Award even less. <laughs> <laughs> we do have three contenders for Villain of the Season. We have Rory Butcher for some questionable driving displays, uh, along with his uh, brother-in-law, Gordon Shedden, and also Tom Chilton. Yeah, this was a fairly cut and dry one, I think. With the winner of this award is Rory Butcher. Um, Shannon gets a slight pass for the fact that it's his first time in the sport, I, well, for a while a break, after a break. And I think it's fair to say that racing has changed since Shannon was last in the sport. Mm. So give him that. And I think towards the end of the year, he kind of adapted to that. Yep. With Chilton, it's a new car. He didn't really do anything wrong, to be no, fair. He yeah. was just nowhere. <laughs> but, his drive, but his driving wasn't bad, as in terms of yeah. you know, chunting people off, etc. Yep. Whereas Butcher for me should have been in the title battle more the car was good enough to be in the title battle more and you look at some of the stuff like the Alton Park turn on Oliphant the Knock Hill knock issue Hill with, with Hill. Hill yeah just just bits like that which I think stop him being a title contender yeah I think we were agreed on this one Butcher was our, our top pick and um, came out as as on top unfortunately Right, the moment of the season, and this is the thing that got you out of your chair and made you scratch your head or scream at the television. Um, the three nominations were uh, Ingram's drive from 11th to 1st, albeit ultimately 2nd, at Donington, uh, Sutton's drive to victory at Snetterton in the boiling heat conditions, or Hill's performance at a very wet Thruxton in race 3. Yeah, and the winner is Jake Hill at Thruxton in a wet race three, uh, round three of the season. Now, this was um, a very interesting race, wasn't it? A race where people didn't know what tyres to be on at which times, and eventually he was on the wrong tyre, but he was still able to fight and 
putting enough heat into the tyres to be able to get round and pull out a third overall, was third it? Third overall, yep. I think the moment was, in particular, the fighting of Sutton, who was on the right tyres. Yep. Sutton passed him, as you'd expect, and you kind of thought, okay, he'll just concede now because he knows on the wrong tyres, and he did not. He bit back yep. safely, aggressively, ultimately didn't work, but the, the fact he had the sheer, you know, bravery, I guess, the cojones to, mm-hmm. to even try that, had us kind of looking at each other going... Especially at Thruxton. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. kind of just looking and going, oh God, this could end very badly. Uh, Ingram and Sutton both had incredible drives in that category, by the way, but obviously in the end, Ingram, rightly or wrongly, didn't win the race, so mm-hmm. it would be difficult to put him ahead of Hill for this. And and Sutton, that is the kind of performance that we were used to seeing from Sutton with no weight on in the car. Yeah. Um, moving on then, performance over a racing weekend. Um, so the nominations for this are Hill at that opening round at Thruxton, obviously taking the three uh, podiums. Moffat at Croft, where he took a pole position, a win, a second and a sixth. And then Lloyd at Donington, who took a second on the grid along with two podiums, he I did. believe. And the winner for the performance over racing weekend is Aidan Moffat at Croft. If you say a pole, a first, a second and a sixth. And I think crucially... This is a point of the season where everybody kind of got used to the cars, which I think sets yeah. it apart from Hills, three at Thrux, and however impressive that was. But also because, as mentioned in the grade section, this is a track where Turkey would have been looking to get his his championship tilt back on track, and Moffat completely stopped him from being able to do that. Uh, obviously, Turkey would have gone to take a winning race three, but that was through reverse grid. Exactly through reverse grid, and Moffat did really well to make sure those points point-paying places were in his pocket rather than Turkton's. That was a bigger tongue twister than I was expecting. <laughs> so, yeah, we've gone for uh, Moffat at Croft. Uh, right, next up, then, we have the most improved over the season, uh, or most improved driver from last time they were in the sport, or, in this case, last season, because they were all here last season. Yep. The three nominations were Ada Moffat, Stephen Jelly, or Senna Proctor. Yeah, it's, it's this was a tightly contested one. This was the one we decided on just before the uh, podcast was starting to record, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, we we were sort of like really trying to figure out who made the most of this season. And eventually we managed to give the award to Senna Proctor. This is mainly on the fact that the opening two rounds, obviously he wasn't at the opening one at Thruxton. Snetterton, he didn't score any points and was called up late. And then the performances that he put in through the rest of the season have outweighed anything that he's done in his career in touring cars up till now. Yeah, if you look at last season, he scored 141 points. This year, 206 points. Look at last season, he took one podium. He took uh, four, five this year, along with a win. And that actually matches or beats what he's done previously in the sport. So he's been in four seasons of previously to this and taken one win and two, three podiums. And he's coming this season taking a win and five podiums. It's a hell of an improvement yeah. from him. Obviously, wouldn't have had a chance of any pre-season testing in the car either because he wasn't due yeah. to race it because obviously Michael Kreese was supposed to be racing it up until the 11th hour. Yeah. Uh, and he was the only one of those three to get in the top 10 qualifiers of the season. Yeah. Um, average position, that is. Did he beat Cook on that, did he? Uh, I can't remember whether it... No, he didn't quite beat Cook. He was only like 0.7 of right. a place behind Cook. Um, but of those three... To get in there, having done one less round, is is really good. So yeah, Proctor was our most improved driver, which leaves us with two more to go for the awards. Yep, 
race of the season. Uh, three contenders for this were uh, Thruxton, round three of the season, that wet one that we've all been talking about. Uh, race one, Autumn Park, and Donington, race two. Yeah, race one at Autumn Park saw all three of the title contenders sort of in strife, which kind of blew the championship open. Uh, Donington, race two, we saw the charge from Ingram, uh, along with some other good moves amongst the pack and also of course that was the race that saw Turkton get himself into all kinds of trouble trying to pass uh, through old hairpin and it was also Shedden's 50th win but the moment the race of the season has to be the wet at Thruxton that wins by with ease on this one just a, as, you, race. as you already mentioned with the hill stuff earlier you know, tyre combinations people coming through the field you know. oh, if I remember rightly Shedden came from the back of the grid to fourth yep. in that yep Ingram made a couple of weird decisions on tyres and I think pitted twice along with Robot or something. Yeah. It, it was just everything seemed to be happening in that race. No one seemed to be on the right tyre at necessarily the right time. Um, but I think seeing Sutton come out and win that race kind of sort of like sets up for the season. Yeah, absolutely. We just so we just saw so many front runners who wouldn't normally be there who'd, who'd gambled on the tyre. And as you say, we had that period where it was suddenly really dry really quickly. Yeah. And the wets are falling off. It was really wet again, really yeah. quickly. It was a, a really exciting race, and that you know, impo- a team's nightmare, but a fan's dream. I was going to say, can we have a couple of those each season? Please? Yeah. <laughs> well, we do the Bernie Eccleston of trying to put yeah, water yeah. at the side of circuits. Right, which leads us to our last award of the year, which is the Driver of the Year. Uh, the three nominations were Sutton, Rowbottom, Proctor. I don't think it's going to come as any surprise, Sam, who the winner was. Uh, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, it is Ash Sutton. Um, an outstanding season from him, taking his third title um, in the British Touring Cars and quite simply outdrove everyone this season. Yeah. Um, when he needed to turn it on, he was able to turn it on. One retirement all season, scored in every other single round, um, five wins along the way and, what's that, four podiums. He only scored once outside the top ten as yeah. well, which is frankly ridiculous. In that poor quote weekend at Alton Park, we still outscored Turkton and Ingram. Yep, which is quite ridiculous to be in the top ten every other round of them. That one and the one he had retired in is, yeah. is astonishing. Yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant season from him. Um, I we don't def- think I've ever seen a season of such dominance. So Not in our watching, probably. Possibly Neil in '06 in the Integra, which was yeah. Where he, but Plato ran him closer than I think. You know, well, he did run him closer than Turkson did. Yeah, I, just every time you expect he qualified badly or ever, he was then in the top six, seven. I, I've just never seen anything like it. Yeah, he even bucked up his ideas in qualifying this year, didn't he? Though. Yeah, qualified well. Just yeah, I've never. I, I say it again, I've never seen anything like it. No. And race three at Snetterton with full weight on board to come through the pack to second as well. Yeah, that was another one of his sort of drives of just sheer class. He, yeah, he is a cut above, and if he does stay in the sport, I can't really see anything but certain domination for a couple of years. If I'm being honest with you, there's a hell of a gap to close. Odds on favourite surely for next season already. Yes, I think so. Though, I'd, you know, I'd like to see Camish in a full season next year and see what he can do. Yeah, um, fresh from Porsche success. But you look at the the, the sheer gap. Mm. That's a hell of a gap to bridge. It's not like he's won it by a couple of points. No. You can say, oh, if only Ingram had finished an extra place up there, whatever. Yep. Or if only Ingram had kept his win at Donington, what would that have yeah, done? Yeah. It means nothing. If Cook had kept his place at um, Silverstone, what would that have done? Again, nothing. That, and that's that's the thing for me, that it's just... 
it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is astonishing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, that brings to the end our awards for the season. Um, you're more than welcome to share your awards with us as well on our social media sites. Um, for now, we will be bringing you some articles on our website, sort of like small team reviews from this season, because um, that's something that we haven't really fully gone into in this. Um, and there will also be a couple of other podcasts, probably one more before the end of the year, um, and then we'll have a couple more for you into the new year and looking ahead to the new season. Yes, well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, hope that your drivers won the awards you wanted them to win. Uh, it's always a difficult one. Yep. Um, some of the awards are really well contested this year from us, and we've enjoyed being able to do this. So that pretty much sums up the 2021 season for us, isn't it? Yep. Thank you for listening. Um, we are guaranteed to be back next season um, and we're looking forward to it. Guaranteed, hopefully. Well, yes, very hopeful, unless some disaster happens. Yes. Well, yeah, but, but the way the, way, way the world's way, been... Way to end on a sour note. Well, the, the way the world has been, let's just be careful. <laughs> yeah, thank you once again for all your support this season um, and we look forward to next season already. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 